superhero thing. Do 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 do. I'm leaving this in. I'm leaving this no, in. Right. <laughs> Right. Hi, 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 everybody, and welcome to that superhero thing podcast where we discuss the latest superhero and comic book related movies and TV shows. I'm your host Nick, and joining me, as hopefully will be every week, is my co-host Anthony. Morning. Hello. Hi. Hiya. You all right? Yeah, not bad. We've already done this, haven't we? It's weird. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Right. So this is this is episode one of our new podcast. Hopefully, there'll be more than one episode, but it depends how today goes, I suppose. So. What we're going to be doing is just every week going through the latest uh, news around comic book movies, superhero movies, TV shows, movies, that sort of thing. And then what we'll be doing each week is, or for the next few weeks anyway, uh, reviewing and talking about and theorizing the latest episodes of WandaVision. And then obviously after that, we'll start talking about like Falcon and Winter Soldier and stuff like that. Um, so if we start, should we start off with the news for this week? Anything, anything's caught your eye this week? Anthony on on the news comic book comic book related news no no COVID talk or coronavirus talk or anything like that. <laughs> um, just the um, it's just the general um, talk of like Spider Man three and um, you know, there's been mentions of the fact that now after all the conversations about the old X uh, the old X Men the old Spider Man coming through um, yeah. there, there's been talks that. The, apparently they've not seen them or you know things like that and there's just that that question in the air again isn't there of what, what is actually going on yeah i know yeah i think i think we obviously we'll get into it with like one division stuff like that and potentially a little spider-man uh, nod slash not a cameo but a little bit of a nod to it um so hopefully you know the, when we get into like more about the multiverse that'll start that'll start yeah. sort of opening up one thing i did say about which is the tiniest tiniest piece of news from this week but apparently tom holland has been interviewed about uh filming spider-man 3 and obviously he's been filming the uncharted film yeah before beforehand i was apparently kept he's been i don't i don't know about the hair but yeah. apparently he's been walk, walking too manly oh because <laughs> when he's been when he's been playing nathan drake he's had to put on this like macho facade and stuff like that and yeah. he's been walking too manly as peter parker so they've had to tell him to stop walking like a man and start walking like a boy because apparently he's too too butch i mean too butch as, as peter parker to be fair i have wondered about the um about the uncharted film because he does look 10 still like that's he the thing. Isn't it? <laughs> I, know, yeah. I don't know. They're gonna gonna clearly going for a young Nathan Drake, but they're getting um it's um Marky Mark in it. Um Mark Wahlberg playing playing the is I can't remember his name now. No, I can't. Victor or something like that. But they're basically the, yeah. the elder fella. But he's obviously a lot older in the in the games as well. So yeah, they're obviously going for a, a younger one. Uh, sound okay. So bit bit of news for this week. First bit of news that I that I saw um, was obviously the Falcon and the Winter Soldier trailer. So got released on last Sunday, so a week ago today, uh, with the Super Bowl. Uh, so thought we could have a bit of a, a sort of breakdown, a bit of a breakdown as that. What you think it sort of shows us? You know what what it reveals? You know where where the show's going? Have you uh, you've watched it, haven't you? You've seen the Falcon and the Winter Soldier trailer? Um, do you know what? I would love to say I haven't. I haven't. You know. <gasps> I know. Well, I that that's good because I can I can I can sort of tell you tell you a bit of a gist of it. So it's got it's got like from what I've seen so far from the trailer, it's very much like a bit of a buddy cop, buddy cop feel of, right, like, right. of like a of like a TV series. So it's kind of like they hate each other, but they kind of mates and stuff like that. Um, yeah. The thing the thing that I sort of it's a bit of a weird one because obviously at the end of Endgame, 
he's been given the shield and Cap sort of selected him as the new as the new Captain America. Yeah. But he's obviously not. He, he's not in this. Um, now, apparently, from from what I've read, it's a bit of a case of even though Cap or Steve, let's say, has selected him as a new Cap, yeah. whoever's sort of running the show has sort of said, well, not you know, not on our watch. We don't want you to be the new the new Cap, which is um, a bit weird because he seems to have like a really cocky attitude in in the show, considering he's just been sort of told he's he's not got the job, sort of thing. Right. Um, we also see in the trailer that uh, Zemo's back. So Zemo uh, from the from the first from the Civil War film, yeah. So he's back. He's got his full costume. He's got his purple balaclava thing as well. So that that'll be good. Um, there's a bit of a clip in there as well. With I think we saw it in the very first trailer, which I think was the last Super Bowl, where Sam's throwing the shield. I'm doing the I'm doing the action here as well. Where Sam's <laughs> throwing the shield at the uh, at the tree, and when yeah. it comes back, uh, Bucky grabs it. So I thought that was kind of good because it's kind of is it trying to sort of put across like. Who's going to get it? Which, yeah. which of them is going to get it? But uh, I think we talked about it before. I think it's, it's got to be. I think there's been a few potential leaks as well that he's going to be the, the new cap. Um, but I think they've got to, haven't they? It's got. Yeah. Uh, so I don't think you can give it to. You can't give it to Sam at the end of Endgame and then take it off him and give it to give it to Bucky, can they? Can yeah. You, or, or can you? Do you wow. think you could do that? Maybe. I don't know. No, I, think I, I think it'll stick with Sam. Well, we start off from from what we see in there as well. There is another scene of uh, that I say scene, like a very very quick clip, and there is somebody running onto a, uh, I think it's like an American football field yeah. in the full sort of cap get up, and he is again from the comics. He is a character U.S. agent, so the character's name is John Walker. Um, it's actually. Um, an actor called Wyatt, uh, Wyatt Russell. But again, people, if there is anybody listening to this, they'll probably already know that. Yeah. Um, but he is Kurt Russell's son. I like um, And he's basically been, he's basically been given, he's basically been made the, the new Captain America. Um, now, whether they're going to go down the route of he's not as good as he should be, or he can't, can't cope with it or can't, can't hack it. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. But um, that's going to be quite interesting. Sort of them having to sort of, Sam and Sam and Bucky having to see somebody else with the with the mantle who's not them and is not Steve, and how that's then going to go from taking it away from John Walker, and it obviously passing down to one of them. Yeah. What do you reckon? We'll, I, th- I think we'll end up. It'll be like the very last shot of the very last episode. We'll have either Sam or, or let's be honest, we'll probably have Sam becoming becoming the new cap. What do you reckon? Yeah. Um, do you know what? I didn't know. I I always just assumed that Bucky would take over. You know. And I don't, I, know, did, I don't know I did why. all the way through, yeah. I, just, I, well, just... I think because it's in the comics. I know they, I know they both have it in the comics, haven't they? But yeah. I always thought, like, with the little, the little sort of hints and clues, like again, like in the first Captain America, the first Avenger, we see Bucky with the shield, and then in uh, Winter Soldier, we obviously have that shot of him standing there with the yeah. shield, ready with it. So I think it sort of dropped hints as to this is where the future is going to go. Yeah. Um, so I was quite surprised when they gave it to, and, you know, not dis- not disappointed because, you know, Anthony Mackie's a great actor. Yeah. And, you know, Sam's a great character. Um, but I don't know, I think there was a little bit of disappointment that if it goes to Sam, we're never going to see Bucky as as Cap. Whereas I think if it had gone to Bucky, yeah. I think further down the line, maybe, you know, potentially quite quickly, yeah. it could have ended up being, being sort of Sam's job. Do you know what I mean? But I feel yeah. like because we've bypassed Bucky, it's 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 never really going to happen, um, but you know it looks good. 
there's not too long to wait for it either. I think we've got the last three episodes of uh, One Division, and then I think there's a week break, and then we're straight into we're straight into a into a Falcon and Winter Soldier. Yeah. One last thing about it is apparently I caught I don't know how many countries now have sort of sort of rated it, but um, there's there's rumours online that it's being rated like or the equivalent of a UK fifteen. So oh, really? TV, TVR as I think it is in America, which is fifteen plus, yeah. So it's a, quite a big leap that because obviously one division's only PG thirteen or PG in the UK. Yeah. So uh, to be going from like whole family sort of watching it to try, you know being rated a little bit higher, yeah. Then that that is a bit of a difference. But again, I think you probably find that the majority of the audience watching one division probably are you know, 13, 14, 15 plus. Yeah. Anyway, so how much of a difference is going to make? And how are you going to, how are you going to police it? Well, exactly. I also, just very quickly, I also <laughs> like that Emily Van Camp's going to be back in it as well. As um, She Martin. is, yeah. Yeah. Sharon Carter, yeah. She looks like, in the in the trailer, she's sort of, I don't know, they, they've done your, your, your typical movie to show someone's in, on the run, hoodie, leather jacket, oh, okay. uh, and then pull over the hoodie back. So she's clear, that's like you're clear. You don't even have to say it, do you? It's just if they're in a hoodie and a leather jacket, they're on the run. She's just yeah. missing the cap. That's, that, that's all it is, missing the cap. But yeah, pretty much. But yeah, she was good as well. We didn't really see much of her in the, in the movies. No, no. She's obviously been in a couple now, but she's sort of not like a wasted character, but I don't think we've really seen enough of her. But I'm liking so this. It's quite in, good in... that she's. Sorry, I'm liking this in general with no the one. fact that um, you've got the characters like Emily Van Camp, you've got um, uh, Kat in um, in One Division and stuff like that as well. They're all kind yeah. of like crossing over to keep the fact that yeah. it's all one universe. So although she started out in Thor and it was the Thor films that she was doing, she's now sat in in the middle of one division and, and doing all of that kind of stuff instead so i just i just think it's really yeah. good and it's it's fab with the the level of continuity that they have yeah no i know yeah she's, she's a cracking character as well darcy and we'll talk about darcy as well a little bit more when we get on to when we do a little bit of a recap of one division but yeah she's she's brilliant i was we obviously knew she was going to be in it yeah and but i think her and jimmy were uh, absolutely brilliant yeah i think that it wouldn't be one division would not be what it is obviously you know you know Elizabeth Olsen and Paul Bettany. They are they are the main part of the show, yeah. but I think the supporting cast is just it's it's absolutely brilliant. Um, okay, next bit of news that I saw. Little bit of a quick one um, before we get into one that's slightly bigger. Um, Craven, Craven the Hunter. So again, classic Spider-Man uh, villain. Um, apparently, Sony are making a movie again, but it's the Sony Spider Verse, so it's not probably going to tie into mcu but again we, we don't know what's happening there so the big news from this this week was that uh keanu reeves had apparently been offered the role of craven um uh, they were first saying that he had just been offered a role in the sh- in the film uh that then became the fact that he'd offered been offered the lead role as craven um and then it's very quickly been changed to he was offered it but he's but he's turned it down um in my opinion, that's probably a good thing. I mean, I'm sure you know Craven's. He's a good. He's a good character. He's a big. You know, there's there's quite a lot of story there. Obviously, from like Craven's last hunt and stuff like that in the uh, in the comics. Yeah. But I think my concern would be such a good. He's such a good character and a big character from the comics that if he's gonna be in it, I'd rather rather than him sort of being like a side story that's possibly never really going to be dragged into the MCU. I think it's better for him to be part of like the Tom. The, the Tom Holland storyline inside of things. Yeah. Again, it could happen, but I'd rather him be that. And again, I think to to have somebody like Keanu Reeves 
potentially being this is good, you know it's probably a big big thing to say but potentially wasted yeah. in a Sony Spider Man movie. I think he's got, you know, I'd love to see him in the MCU. And I wouldn't, you know, the fact if he was used in that sort of, in that way, in one of the Sony movies, I do think just that it'd be a, a waste, yeah. a waste of a, of a cracking actor. We won't talk about Bill and Ted 3 because it, it wasn't good and that was a waste as well. <laughs> do, do you know what? I haven't watched it yet. I haven't watched it yet. Oh, lucky, lucky, lucky you. It wasn't, it wasn't great. Love Bill and Ted, but that, it was, it was shocking. Um, okay. Um, another bit of news. We had, a, we've had a, a few bits of news about um, from the the Snyder Cut. Don't even have to tell you what the film is because obviously we all know what it is. Yeah. Um, we had a, we had a clip. So start of the week we had a clip of Black Suit Superman, um, and I do mean a clip. It was like ten seconds long, and he basically just introduced himself to Alfred. Jeremy Irons didn't even get a word in. That that was it. <laughs> um, the the clip it, the the suit looks good. To be fair, it looks decent. Um, I like it. I like the. Obviously, it's a Snyder film, so it's going to be it's going to be dark. And I suppose the first way to 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 do it is by throwing in a a black suit, uh, Superman. Um, but that that was cool. And then we got the Joker reveal, which I <laughs> sent you a picture of. Yeah, um, yeah, it's a bit very Sweeney Todd, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it is, isn't it? It's weird. Yeah. So, what what, just... what 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 do you think? Do you like do you like the look? It's got. I mean, it's got to be better than than rapper Joker from. From Suicide Squad, I, <laughs> I mean, I think the I think the thing is that they're obviously trying to do something different, and that was that was the whole idea be- behind um, the original version that, that Jared was starting to to kind of portray, because that that version of the Joker is in some of the comics as well, but yeah, um, it just it didn't fit, and that the mm-hmm. hype behind him to then have only. You know, as much as people can say, like, he really wasn't very good and, you know, all of that kind of stuff and it wasn't the type of Joker that they wanted to see and blah, blah, blah. I don't think he was given enough of an opportunity because the, his, his part was so small in the grand yeah. scheme of things. Yeah. So you can't really establish such a complex character in such a small amount of screen time. So I don't... I mean, and there's a lot of... I know you say that though, but but and I, I think I don't know, but Marvel have kind of done it, haven't they? And uh, it's like, and I know you know the, there's this whole debate, and people, if anybody is, you know, when hopefully some people do listen to this podcast, <laughs> I, I think you know, I think most people have got a little bit of a preference, and obviously, you know, we don't want it to be an MCU solely based podcast, and we will obviously cover DC stuff and Star Wars and all that sort of thing, but I, I think. I think like a lot of people, I mean, I've got a preference for, for the MCU and it's not necessarily the characters. I think it's just how they've, how they've handled things. And I, I get what you're saying. Like, obviously, you know, is it, I don't know. I don't know like how they got it wrong. I mean, it's, it's Jared like, Oh, he's a, he's a, he's a big actor. He's a good actor. He's a method actor. Every, you know, every performance he does, it's a very, you know, it's a strong performance and it's a memorable performance. Yeah. And don't be wrong. I think his Joker it 100% was a memorable performance, but it just wasn't for the right reasons. They just, and I don't think they necessarily needed to go into massive amounts of backstory because when you think about it, Joker really hasn't, and I know he's got a backstory and he's got multiple different sorts of origins in the comics, but 
I don't think if you, I think if you said to the random person on the street, how do, you know what Spider Man's origin story, they're going to be able to tell you yeah. in in two seconds. I think if you said what's Joker's origin story, most people don't know. Yeah. Um, or you know, like most sort of like you know Joe Blogs people don't know about it. Yeah. But people still know who the Joker is, and you know they know about him. They could probably rattle off loads of other bits of information from him. But his origin's not necessarily his big sort of you know key defining factor. Yeah. But so I don't think they needed to go into that. Um, I just think I just think they made it. They made a mess of it. And yeah. whose fault it was, uh, you know, I, I don't know. But it just I think probably studio interference, which is what sort of happened with Justice League. Yeah. And hopefully we're going to get a bit more of a a proper vision of of the Joker. But I just think it was uh, it was a mess. And you know, Marvel do it all the time. They'll drop like big characters into a film for you know less time than the Joker had on screen. Yeah. In, in Suicide Squad and it's established it, they managed to in that time establish them as part of the universe yeah. and I think it's I think it's just unfortunately it's the it's suffered from you know the the constant issue that they have with the the DCEU if that's what we're calling it now that they're just trying to cram too much in too quickly yeah and I it's think just it's just getting away I was going to say I think the part of the problem is that from from, from Iron Man you know Marvel kind of was it was already establishing this. They'd already made this plan that this was the way it was going to go. And as soon as kind of DC have seen that, that this is working and it was, it was really good for them. It's like that whole thing of being in school and trying to do your essay the night before it's due in where someone else has sat there and spent four weeks, you know, writing it all out properly and stuff. So DC have kind of thrown everything they can at it and they've, they've done it at such a fast pace that, the the writing the continuity all of those kind of things they just could have been better um you know even the jokes landing and stuff like that when i watched um spider-man v batman i'm not gonna lie to you i watched it in the cinema i did spider-man spider-man sorry superman versus batman sorry (laughs) (laughs) superman versus batman i actually fell asleep in the cinema because there was it it, there was just so much it there was no there wasn't Sunday. action though it was all just talking and it was and I, I mean yeah. i probably had a rough day that day anyway but like it just it was trying to shoehorn in yeah. loads of information for you so that you could so that they could get onto the onto the and next it just one, got you know boring I mean? it but, just it just didn't work yeah, for no, me at no. all um and i think it's the same with no. justice league and just <clears> you can see where they were trying to throw jokes in and stuff like that and they just weren't landing the same way that they did with yeah. marvel and it's because it's just so much yeah. more well thought out in my opinion okay. yeah no that's it it's, and they've just, it's the fact that they've just they've just taken the time but well we'll we'll see what happens with the snyder cut we've had a few we've had a few trailers for the trailer yeah. this week uh you know we've had a shot of black suit superman we've had uh dark oh, side uh, back tank one. as well didn't we we did read Bat Tank yesterday, I think Wonder. it was, um, and another shot of, of Wonder Woman doing a little flip. Um, that sounded really demeaning. That doing like a flip <laughs> <laughs> in the uh, in the fight against um, you know in the, in the fight in one of the fights yeah. in the film. Um, I, you know, I'm, I'm I'm I wasn't excited for the Snyder Cut. I'll be honest, because I thought it was just sort of blown out of proportion. Yeah. But from what I'm seeing, I'll be honest, I'm I'm quite looking forward to it. We've got we're, we're recording this on Sunday, the fourteenth, Valentine's Day. So um, the trailer is the full trailer for the Snyder Cut is coming out today. Um, obviously, we'll film them before it, but certainly, I'm sure we'll we'll pick it apart. We'll we'll pick it apart next week if we get around to doing an episode two. But um, but yeah, no, obviously we have, we've had quite a lot of news around that. Um, 
last couple of bits of news that I've seen this week. Um, big, big bit of what one massive thing, but let's pro- probably best not delving too much into it in our first in our first podcast. Um, Gina Carano has been has been fired from the Mandalorian um, for for uh, a few tweets that she she put out. Um, don't think it's really our place to sort of just you know get into it's a bit deep in it for episode yeah, one to be getting into that side political. of things. But she's she's gone. Yeah, I think we'd be stupid not to not to cover it at all. Um, a few other bits. Um, we've had um, casting for the Last of Us TV series, yes, which that that'll be interesting. It sounds like it's basically going to be Mandalorian in a different. In a, di- <laughs> in a different in a different setting so we've got pedro pascal as joel and then we've got uh bella ramsey as ellie who we'll game know of from thrones. Uh, game of thrones yeah. who she was boss in game of thrones i mean like her first uh, first appearance everyone was just like she is just hot and the final so scene just confirmed that quite... didn't it like she was just amazing <clears throat> yeah so She's going to be. She's going to be good. She's going to be good as yeah. Ellie. So, so that'll be interesting. Um, and then the last little bit of news that I saw, which was probably sort of lost in in you know some of the other big news that came out, like Justice League and stuff like yeah. that. There was, um, uh, I think, it was Joe Russo, who's obviously the one of the directors of uh, Avengers Endgame. He was uh, getting interviewed on another podcast called Lights Camera Barstool. and they asked him about how he would want to be bringing in the the X-Men into the MCU and particularly Wolverine because obviously he's such a big character. Um, I've got a little quote, a little quote from another podcast. It's not recording. It's just going to be me reading it. But basically he said, uh, to realize him on screen, it's very hard because Hugh Jackman's performance is definitive. He said, it's like Batman. You really have to think of a way to find the right actor to come in and give a really different take to that character. But he'd obviously love to see him on screen. Uh, He said he thinks that the best thing to do is to take a break without question. You need a bit of a palate cleanser. You need to rinse the towel a little bit, let everyone enjoy what was, and then come up with something new. But he'd love to take a crack at Wolverine at some point. So first thing to see Joe, the Russo brothers trying to have a, have a crack at the X Men and particularly Wolverine, I think that'd be very interesting. Yeah. But I would agree with him. I mean, as excited as I am that Fox has sort of not got that anymore, or did they, they have, but Disney have got got Fox, and we're going to start getting that sort of thing in the MCU now, is great. But I do feel like, particularly with the X Men and the sort of the and the, you know some of them were some of them were fantastic films uh logan was a brilliant film the first couple of x-men films i thought were great yeah. as well but i think through the lack of continuity um even though even probably similar sort of issues that dc is suffering at the moment despite them having years to sort of iron out the problems they, ju- they were just a bit of a mess and, and by the end it, you know it just became a you know a complete mess really um despite hugh jackman's you know fantastic performance as, yeah. as Wolverine but I mean I think I think he's right I think they need to give it uh, a decent amount of time before whether they will obviously from what we've seen in WandaVision but I think they need to give it some time particularly before we start getting maybe some of the big and name as and when they um, do, X-Men as and when they do come back I think they need to give Green Grey a little <clears> bit <throat> of a break as well <laughs> Because every yeah. attempt yeah. at her... Well, I don't know whether they will. Yeah. I think... It's just that every attempt at her story so far has been, it's been a, a bit naff. And, it, and she's such a I good mean, character. Yeah, but they don't help themselves, do yeah. they? I, mean, I know. Yeah, she is. I mean, the, the Dark Phoenix saga, it's like one of the biggest 
MCU stories you yeah. know, ever. And I think even people who aren't massively into the comics, you know, they, they know about it or they should do because they've seen the same film twice. <laughs> but because um, that's yeah. all it was, wasn't it? At the end of the day, the last stand was just Dark Phoenix. It was the same. It was like beat for beat the same, the same yeah. film. Um, I think, I, I mean, I'd love to see the X-Men in, in the MCU sooner rather than later. Obviously, you know, we're, we're going down the route of the Fantastic Four, which will probably be the first or will be the first sort of time we, we properly see them. Um, what happens with one division again, which we'll get into in a bit. But um, I think, I think if they do bring the X-Men in within the next five years, I think the best thing they could do would be to start off with some of not maybe the lesser known X-Men, but some of like the lesser ex- explored X-Men. So I think, I mean, I think you could probably uh, push even get away with like Cyclops and Jean Grey because the stories have yeah. been memorable in my opinion from the movies. Yeah. Um, but I certainly think you need to you need to leave all. Well, I mean, for, if you think about it, Storm, Storm's kind. Storm, she's just hard to be. I mean, Halle Berry yeah. was great, but she's not really been. We had the accent problems, like Wanda. <laughs> uh, but um, we, we've not, we've not. Again, you know, it's been it's been years since we've had uh, you know a memorable Storm, and I know she was in like the latest ones, you know, like the the set in the past uh, yeah. movies. But I just don't think I don't think the the did enough with her. Not the actress, but I don't think the the story sort of again. It was sort of like trying to cram yeah. it in again, rather than rather than taking your time. So I think if we I think if we go down that route of uh, of bringing in the X Men in anytime soon, I would imagine or hope that we'd probably go with like the original team. So you know, like Cyclops, um, Iceman, Jean Grey, Beast, maybe and Storm, and just you know uh, keep it simple and probably possibly yeah. Silver as well. From from where we're going with uh, from where we're going with uh, one division, but yeah, sounds so. We've so I think we've covered the main bit in, of news. Obviously, we we can't cover the Justice League trailer, but we will one hundred percent be covering that and picking that apart next week. Anthony will watch the trailer okay. next week, um, so that he can talk about it. <laughs> you might even watch Falcon and yeah. Winter Soldier. Do you know what? I've, I've actually got, got it loaded up, ready to watch after the yeah. Uh, uh, oh, no, too late now. It's too late Far too late. <laughs> Uh, we've got it. We've got it ready. So, um, right, let's get into one into one division. So, the first thing I'll say, if anybody is listening to this, um, spoilers. There's we're six weeks into it now. There's no point in going through uh, a non-spoiler review if you if you're listening to this. If you've if you've delved into podcasts that much that you've managed to find our first podcast, you pr- would imagine that you care enough <laughs> to have watched one division by now. Yeah. I would hope anyway. Um, and you've clearly got nothing better to do. Um, but yeah, so we, we, we're doing it in a bit of a weird way because obviously we're already six episodes in uh, and I don't think the best thing to do six weeks in is to go and do a massive detailed breakdown of what's happened in episode one to five. So I think if we just, um, as we said, just go through some of the, some of the main points, characters, maybe where we're up to so far at the end of episode five, um, which was obviously a bit, a big ending um, in that episode. And then again, we can then, you know, we can, we can go into quite a lot of of detail on, on episode six. Um, So, so, uh, so obviously we've episode one, two, three, it was basically just set in, in Westview, which we, which we now know there's something weird going on. We've got the Maximoff anomaly going going around that. Uh, we're jumping from time period, so we've gone to the 50s, 60s, uh, 70s. We've had quite a lot of, of clues dropped in uh, all the way through. But again, some of them have been answered. So, some of them haven't at, at this stage. Um, 
So running through running through episode one, obviously we we met the the main cast. So we met Wanda, we met Vision, we met Agnes, who is played by Catherine Hart, who is yeah, who's brilliant in this so far. She's 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 out. I thought we, we knew. She, I think again, it was a bit to me. It was a bit like when Paul Rudd got cast as Scott Lang. I was a bit like, wow, that's a Bold that, you know, it's a, and she's a great actress. But yeah, it's like it's not what yeah. you normally expect in 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 an MCU or not not necessarily in the MCU. But if you, I suppose if you think of like. What type of actor you having in a in a in a superhero film or a superhero TV show? I wouldn't yeah. have I wouldn't have picked. Look, I wouldn't have put Catherine Hahn, but she's she's when you been look at the past brilliant. credits of, of different actors and stuff. You just you wouldn't necessarily put them in in that kind of role. Um, but he's I mean even since no. he's, he's been taken a little bit more seriously anyway, Paul Rudd, <clears> doesn't he? Because now he's looking at things like Ghostbusters and yeah, stuff yeah. like that as well, yeah. which is it's bad for him. So yeah. Yeah, no, it's good. It's good. And then the only, I suppose but there's a few other characters we've been we've been introduced to as well, even in the first episode. So we got we got Jones, who is budget looks like budget David Schwimmer, <laughs> um, who's, who's in there with his with his mustache and his his floppy hair. Um, we had there's a few. Um, should we let, let's go through let's go through the gist of each episode and then we can sort of go through like the 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 running or you know the. the the running clues that that have gone through. So obviously, first episode we had the we had the dinner with Mr. and Mrs. Hart. Mrs. Hart, Deborah Joe Rupp from that seventy show, amazing. Was absolutely buzzing when, when she popped in. Yeah. She was just kitty. She was she was just kitty forming all the <laughs> way through the episode. It was brilliant. Um, we got um, we got a few not necessarily clues that haven't been answered, but a few like uh, little sort of nods in the first episode. So we got like um, Vision holding the uh, the tenderizing hammer, which can't can't not have been a nod to him picking up me all yeah. um so so that was good um we obviously got uh again something that's been running all the way through we got the hexagons all yeah. over the place um we got vision or let's go paul bettany we got paul bettany singing yak to yak oh my god just i laughed the best so thing. hard at that the best. i didn't I didn't know I needed it, and then I saw it, and I was like, "This is just brilliant! <laughs> this is absolutely fantastic!" Paul, Paul, uh, Paul, Bettany singing that. Um, we got, and we got, we obviously got the advert, but we'll come back to the adverts because they're sort of obviously like a, a running, a running thing all the way through. Um, and then the first, the first thing that the first sort of clue that things weren't going right or were a bit weird in the first episode was obviously Mr. Hart choking on the, the strawberry, um, and. And Kitty, I'm going, I'm going to call her Kitty. I know she's Mrs. Hart, but Kitty telling her, telling, um, or we think, uh, obviously, first telling Arthur to stop it, but it, it had to be directed to yeah. to Wanda, didn't it? So I think that that was obviously the first clue that that Wanda's in control. But uh, but I suppose is she? Is she? We got we got to get from there as well. Um, episode two was "Don't Touch That Dial," which obviously jumped us to the '60s. It was the it was the magic show. Um, uh what did we have in there um we had vision talking about the being unsavory characters which i think was obviously a nod uh, a nod to them we had the first um sort of cartoon intro um again there's a there's a few there's a few clues in the in the intros as well won't go into the intros massively in this one for each episode but there's i think there's a few bits to talk about in 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 episode six um what else what else did we have in there um one thing that that i sort of I did a bit of digging on this one in episode two. So in episode, and it, it, you know, it took me, this is because obviously we're preparing for our first ever podcast. I've watched these episodes like eight times. <laughs> I made loads of notes on them and I'm not going to end up using them, but that didn't strike, didn't strike me as weird until, until this episode was obviously the drone, which we now know when it came over the, 
came over the uh, roof was the solar drone. That had obviously now we now know sort of changed form. And we've obviously had it with a few things like Monica's clothes and stuff like that. But things from outside, as we saw at the end of episode six, sort of changed form to suit to, to suit Wanda's, maybe Wanda's reality in this. Um, and we had the helicopter. And when I was looking, when literally as the helicopter bit finished, I was sat there and I thought, I wonder if there's anything else that we're not aware of that is, you know, that's not obvious that sort of she's changed the form of to to sort of suit this reality. And then Ag- Agnes rocks up with the bunny, the rabbit, Mr. Scratchy, oh, yeah. the rabbit. And she says, she says, he plays, you know, because they're saying like, is he going to be all right doing the part of being part of the performance? And she says, he'll be okay. He played baby Jesus at last year's Christmas pageant. And I think that was, obviously, like, the first couple of times I watched it, I thought it was just, you know, like a joke. And then I thought, well, why would a rabbit play baby Jesus? And that was my first inkling of, is that Agnes's kid? And he's been turned into a rabbit. Now, I did it. Now, obviously, everybody thinks that the, I think the general consensus is that Agnes is playing a car is, is actually a character called Agatha Harkness, who, again, is a is a is a big character from the comics and the whole house sort of House of M uh, story. Um, and very quick Wikipedia search. One of her she's got a number of kids. And in the comics, one of her kids is called Nicholas Scratch and the rabbit's called Scratchy, Mr. Scratchy. So I it's got to be, hasn't it? it it's. It's uh, it's got to be that that's got to be a kid I thought. Um, so that was one one sort of you know big thing that I that I sort of took from there. Um, again, so we get the we get the we get another advert. We get a magic show. Um, we obviously get Jimmy Woo uh, as we now know on the radio trying to get through to Wanda. Um, and again, I would imagine Wanda breaking the glass um, in in a Emma yeah. Caulfield's hand um, or Dottie's hand. Anya from Buffy um, again, yeah. boss to see her in it. Um, and again, I think that was trying to sort of put across that she's Wanda's in control, um, Wanda's in control of it. And then obviously the episode ended with uh, the beekeeper coming out of the ground, Wanda do it, saying no, and time time rewinding so that so that Vision basically didn't see it. Uh, and then we end we end the episode with her being pregnant. Um, episode three is now in color, which it clearly was in color. Um, we got. Um, it, it's the it's the babies being born. It's Billy and Billy and Tommy being born. Um, again, I think it's sort of pushing the fact that is is wandering control. Obviously, I think that's that's what the first few episodes have been pushing, haven't, haven't they? That that she's potentially c- controlling controlling this whole thing. Um, the um, obviously the babies are born. Geraldine Geraldine helps, or Monica helps deliver the babies. Um, she she then starts questioning and then mentioning Pietro and stuff like that. Wanda doesn't like it, gets rid of her. Um, a big, another big thing from that as well as the advert, which we'll go back to is that um, we get Herb uh, and Agnes outside and they're, they're obviously having a discussion in front of, in front of vision and Agnes is trying to sort of brush it aside. But again, it, 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 they're, they're two people who seem to be very aware especially through those, the first few episodes, that something is going on rather than just being completely, you know, con- controlled with it. Whereas some characters don't. Some characters seem to be, it's it's sort of put across that they've got no idea what's going on and they are just now their characters where you've got Agnes and Herb who seem to, who, who seem to, in, in that instance anyway, understand that there's something wrong and Agnes sort of trying to cover it up maybe. 
Um, so again, again, I don't even think we still 100% know what that is. Well, you know, who, who knows and what's going on, especially when we get Agnes in the latest episode. Um, and then obviously when Geraldine gets thrown out, we get, we get Sleepy Jean um, by the Monkees, which was obviously in the trailer which was what led to my original theory, which I put all over Twitter and I thought I was dead clever that Catherine Harm was playing Jean Grey. Um, don't think that's the case anymore. <laughs> it was worth a shout. It was a big, it was a, it was a big shout, but I thought it was, it was, I don't know. There was just, I just Marvel, Marvel yeah. do things for a reason. And I don't, I, I just thought they wouldn't have put sleepy Jean in there if it wasn't going to have something to do. with. I've got with another Jean theory for that, but I'll, but I'll bring that in when it, we start talking about episode six. Okay, that's fine. Right. So let's go through episode four. So episode four was we interrupt this program. It sort yeah. of caught us all up, didn't it? Um, it's you know we we started with with the well the blip the end of the blip with with Monica coming back from uh, being dust. Uh, it was a lot more dramatic than the one that we saw in Far From Home. I feel like the one in Far From Home when they got them on video, everyone coming back. It was just like instantaneous. Bang! Everybody was back. Uh, like on the plate, you know, on the basketball court and stuff like that. It was very quick. Whereas on this one, it was, it was a lot more dramatic, a lot more elaborate, el- <laughs> elaborate, um, you know, people, el- elaborate as podcast 101, isn't it? Um, and then, um, yeah. And then obviously we, we, we got caught up. So we got, um, we, we found out that um, Monica's mom, Maria Rambeau had, had died, um, which again, I thought was a big, quite a big yeah. thing to get rid of that character because I thought she we'd, we'd see more of her uh, going forward. Uh, we met Tyler Haywood, um, who is the new acting uh, director of, of S.W.O.R.D. Um, one thing that I, that I just thought was really weird was, I mean, Tyler Hay- Haywood says, like, uh, you know, that Maria Rambeau built, built S.W.O.R.D. from the ground up years ago and all that sort of stuff. How have we never, how have we not seen it? I mean, it's a, it's got like a big build in it. You know, the building yeah. looks like the Triskelion from uh, from Winter Soldier. How is this the first time where we're seeing sword? Um, but just saying that now, maybe I've got. There's another thing that I think we were talking about, and I was talking to my little brother about it as well. Um, is that which again we'll come on to probably probably this episode, next episode, but we'll get we'll get back to that one. Right. <laughs> You're gonna have to keep listening now if anybody is listening. Um we met Jimmy we met, met um Jimmy Wu, who very first very first time he's on there, does his little card trick that he's learnt from uh, from Scott Lang in um in Ant Man and the Wasp because he was obviously he Scott had learnt all the sleight of hand magic and everything like that. Uh we meet we meet Darcy for the first time who again is a quality character. Um the uh, going back a little bit, Monica obviously sends the drone in um, at that stage. Now the the number I checked this because I'm sad. The number on the drone looks to be the same number and obviously the same drone that um, Wanda finds in the hedge in the front. But I'm just a bit confused as to how the how sort of times working because it, it, are they seeing it? Are they seeing it live as the broadcast that's coming out live? Because when like which is probably the next day because it says 24 hours later. Darcy's watching it. Um, they're obviously yeah. in the 50s episode, so episode one. But that drone obviously went in at least the day before. So what? Where was it? What was it doing? Was it just floating around in the air? And then it and then it hit hit a day and a half later because it it hits basically just before Jimmy phones through on the radio to try and speak to her. But that that had been days before when they sent the drone in. So I suppose was it was it another drone? Was it? 
was it the same drone? Don't know, but I just thought that was a bit. Maybe it's just a, a little bit of a plot hole and oversight. But I thought that was. I thought that was weird. Um, they obviously start IDing all the cast members, should we call them? Um, and putting up the photos and passports and stuff on the on the board. Um, noticeably, there isn't one for Agnes, or there is one, but there's no ID. So they haven't managed to ID Agnes, which is uh, which is a little bit of a, a weird one as well. Um, and then we catch up with what had happened to um, to Monica. So when Wanda kicked her out, Darcy obviously mentions that someone's censoring the broadcast. So again, we've got the question as to as to who is doing it. And then we get the uh, the first, should we say, jump scare of the season when we see Dead Vision just uh, just uh, just staring at Wanda, um, which was again it was a bit of a bit of a shock, but I think it cleared up. To a degree, what's what what's happening with Vision there, and then obviously it ends with uh, with Monica saying that it's Wanda, it's all Wanda, which again I think is a bit of a yeah red heron because I mean personally I still don't I'm still not convinced it's Wanda. Um, we get episode five, fly, fly through this one so we can start talking about episode six. So episode five um, was on a very special episode, so we've obviously got Tommy and Billy uh, very quickly um, going from newborns to five and then obviously to, to 10 year olds later in the uh, later in the episode um we have a little bit of a weird thing at the start when uh agnes breaks character in front of vision and in front of wanda and obviously asks wanda do you want me to retake it again sort of trying to imply that wanda's in control or wanda's in charge um and then obviously vision vision questions it but she obviously manages to to, to brush it off um we uh we have uh Tyler Haywood shows um the fact that uh Wanda apparently robbed Vision's corpse from Sword Headquarters nine days earlier. Um again sort of confirming how how he's there. So he's not she's not just manifested vision, he's not fake. It looks to be at this stage that he's that it is like the the body or the is it a body, it's a robot, the the shell of vision wandering around, but obviously been been woken up. Um we find out that Monica, some, this is the first time we find out that something's going wrong with Monica when we see the scans and it's all just white light. Um, we meet meet very briefly Sparky the dog who who dies. Um, I think he was, I, I don't know, I think he's tried to kill himself because um, he, he, he licks the, he licks the power cord, the, the, the power plug, the plug socket, um, tries to, and almost dies off that. And then he, he, he eats a load of, yeah. He eats a load of leaves, doesn't he? Um, which again, now thinking about it, is he a dog or is he a person yeah. that's been turned into a dog, or a kid that's been turned into a dog? And he's just like, I, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to be here anymore. And he's he's tried to kill himself off the back of that. Um, we get um, the first mention from Monica that she knows uh, an aerospace engineer. Who again? We get a little bit more of a nod to and see in episode six, but we'll go through that in a sec. Um, so we get a bit more of a nod to that. Um, who that is, we'll we'll discuss that in a minute. Um, one thing that stood out to me, which again is it been maybe questioned a bit more in episode six, is they're talking about um, J- Jimmy Woo and Darcy and Monica are talking about um, when she's mentioning the the aerospace engineer, um, how powerful Wonder is, and Monica obviously mentions that. Wanda could have taken out Thanos on her own during that final battle if if he, if he hadn't sort of rained down fire, as he said. Um, and then Jimmy Woo says, "Well, there could be an argument made for the fact that Captain Marvel, 
Captain Marvel uh, could have taken him out as well. And to me, which yeah. I think I've mentioned to you already, it's a lo- it's very detailed for uh, how do they how would they know that about? I mean, has somebody just given an account to them of what happened in that final battle? It was only weeks ago at this stage. We'll find they out just in seem them. to know quite a we'll bit. We'll find out in Doctor Strange too happened. that he's written his own book, like a little autobiography, <laughs> and game and May or something. <laughs> I don't know. I. Don't... I don't know. I've just got this. I've just got this, this feeling, and it brings me back to why have yeah. we never heard of Sword before? Is this the MCU? Is this reality that we're watching? Is this the reality that we've watched for the for the previous twenty three MCU films, or is this some sort of weird reality where, uh, uh where they where it's where where the fourth wall is constantly broken. Yeah. Like like Deadpoolly, whether whether they're self aware, because I said maybe maybe that would maybe in this reality Shield isn't isn't a thing, yeah. and it's always been Sword. Maybe Sword is just is is the Shield in this reality. Why do they know so much about it? And again, there's another little fourth wall, but there's a couple of fourth wall breaks in Episode Six. But again, that sort of kind of confirms maybe that there's there's, there's something going on. Um, what what else happens? We get the um. They send in the eighties drone. Haywood uh, tries to blow up Wanda um, with with the eighties drone. She comes out. She's not happy. She throws the drone. Oh, but again, she comes out of the out of the anomaly, no problem or anything like that. Um, <laughs> obviously, fully aware. The accents back, which I'm sure you were happy with because <laughs> we've had this conversation before. Where's it? What? Whatever happened to Wanda's accent? Um, but yeah, so we we had that. We've got another advert, which again we, we'll uh, we'll go through, uh, and that's when it ends. Uh, and that's when I think um, Sparky kills himself after that. Um, I think that that seems to be the thing that confirms to Vision that something weird's going on for, for some reason. Obviously, the fact sorry that he's he's spoken to Norm yeah. uh, when the email comes through from Darcy. Um, so that that's thrown him as well. We get a bit of a. Uh, uh, not a fight, but uh, a very heated argument between Vision and and Wanda um, at that stage as well. Um, and it's it's yeah. where basically he confronts her, doesn't he? He confronts her and says, you know, like I believe you're doing this, and she's she's adamant that she's not. Uh, we get the obviously he mentions at that stage that there's why there are no other children in Westview, which again could be answered by the fact that she's which again gets brought up in episode six, but could be answered with the fact that she's she's turning them into things that aid the story. So maybe Sparky's a kid or another person, uh, you know, scratching the rabbit again. I would I would imagine probably is as well. Uh, and then we get the knock on the door, which is which turns out to be Pietro, but yeah. not our version of Pietro or not their version of Pietro. Clearly, which is the first time a uh, a Fox X Men character has appeared in has appeared in one of the. Uh, in the in the MCU, um, and that pretty pretty much catches it up. Um, before we get into episode six, running running sort of not gags, but running sort of sort of clues. Yeah, there's obviously the adverts um, that we have. So advert, um, or the first advert is the toaster with the with the red blinking light. Uh, the second advert, got to try and remember these now. The second advert is the Strucker watch. Um, which obviously is a reference to Strucker. The third advert yeah. is yeah, like Hydra Soap, I think. Hydra Soap, um, 
which again could just be a reference to the fact that it was Hydra who who uh, obviously gave them the powers using the Mind Stone because obviously Strucker worked for for them. And um, going back, I think I think the the general idea or what it was put across is that the the blinking light on the toaster with Stark written on it could have been the the bomb or the the missile that that sat blinking at um, Wonder and Pietro in their apartment yeah. for two days yeah, that, yeah. that killed that killed the parents. Um, number four was the uh, the kitchen kitchen roll or kitchen towel as they call it in the US uh, Lagos kitchen towel, which was um, Lagos was where she uh, one day killed a load of people by accident when uh, Crossbones tried to blow himself up, um, and then we'll talk about the sixth the sixth one when we get to, to episode six so i think the so the things that seem to be a sort of running thing through it is yeah. it's the same actors in each one so the man and the woman who who are in each episode seem to be the same actors all the way through um the i think the first sort of thought from me and through a lot of the people as well um is that it's sort of highlighting you know big big events in wonder's life wonder's story all the way through um and then something which at first my, again my little my little brother um mentioned to me um and i was speaking to a couple of people on on twitter about as well is that they all seem to reference an infinity stone each each advert so the first the first advert is obviously the the stark toaster and i could not wrap my head around how this how this was an infinity stone i just i couldn't get it um Somebody and I promised I'd mention them on t- somebody from Twitter. Uh, someone on Twitter called K- uh, Corellia Christina, who is at Stinkfly31 on Twitter. Um, she uh, they, they basically explained to me that the the toaster. So it looks like a face. If you if you look at the toaster, it looks like a face. It's got two eyes, and then the flashing light is smack bang in the middle of the smack bang in the middle of the eyes. Um, it's made by Stark, which is you could say Vision is made by Stark. Um, and it's a toaster and sort of a running yeah. gag in some of the Marvel films, I think, but particularly the the comics is that he's a toaster. They call him a toaster. So that flashing light in the middle is the Mind Stone flashing in the middle of Vision's head. So that's your reference to the Mind Stone. Um, the second advert is obviously the the clock. Oh, not the clock. Sorry. It's the um, yeah. oh, the watch, the struck a watch, which is dead, dead easy. Is that it's going to be the time stone, the Hydra soap. It just looks like a Tesseract. It's just it's a blue it's a blue cube. It, it, it looks like it looks like a tesseract, and I think there's a reference in there as well. It says, uh, "What does it say?" When you when you want to get away, when you want to get away from it all, or something like that. And obviously, the tesseract is the space stone, so it allows you to travel. Um, Lagos, Lagos, the kitchen towel. Um, it wipes up a, a big a puddle of red liquid, which is which would be the ether, yeah, because obviously the ether, the red infinity stone, or the reality stone. It's it's a liquid, isn't it? Um, and then I'm a little bit more str- struggling with the last advert, but again, we'll we'll get into that in uh, in episode in episode six. Um, there were a few other things that I thought were potentially running through that were weird, but I think I think maybe maybe they're not they're not now because I don't think they've sort of been followed up since maybe episode three. One thing, and I, again, I might be overthinking it, is every intro is obviously different. So we've got like you know the '50s intro, the cartoon intro, we get the '70s one, the '80s one. Um, and then obviously the '90s one and the latest one, which is yeah. which is a nod to Malcolm in the Middle, I would expect. Um, every intro obviously ends with the Wonder with a Wonder Vision logo, and all the logos are different 
obviously they're all different, you know, different fonts, different styles and everything like that. But the last eye on, on all of them, they've all got these zigzag lines around the dot on the eye, which could just be showing that something's broadcasting or something like that. But I just thought it was a bit weird that they've all kept that tiny little, that tiny little sort of commonality in all the intro in all the intros and all the logos despite all the logos being very different so i don't know whether that's maybe a clue or i'm just overanalyzing but i just i just thought that was that was a bit bit weird um is there anything else that you've sort of seen going through or you know i mean as we discussed previously i'm not as good as as picking up on these these smaller things um there's the there's the odd bits where I like <laughs> I really get onto something and I'm dead excited that I've done it and then it turns out that the whole world also know about it, um. But like there's not there's nothing. Yeah, well, but that, yeah, that shows to be fair. But right. um, but there's nothing nothing kind of canon through all the episodes. The one thing that really confused me and it's something that I I'm not aware that they've addressed it, but it was in that in the second episode when with the helicopter that you were talking about before. Why was it still red when everything else was black and white? And then also the other one was um, when Dottie yeah. um, was bleeding. That was also red. So there was this theme of, of like the the red um, throughout that red. episode, even though everything else yeah. was black and white. And that that is something that even to this week I'm still pondering on because yeah. I don't understand. They don't do things by accident. This is the thing from from, from historic experience. They don't no, do anything no. by accident. So why would these be red? And that's that. I can only think that it's like a like it's just a subtle nod, maybe because I think you could at first when you when you said that, then I thought maybe it's because it's something that's come from outside the the yeah particularly with the helicopter or the drone, it's something that's come from outside and it's quickly been changed into something else. So maybe it maybe just, could have literally just not had time, or it could just be. Or the but then that hand. wouldn't explain the blood, but maybe you could say that the blood on the hand. Yeah, but he, he was. was, was he, that's he, what he I mean. Black so, and white when he came through, wasn't he? That's, that's the only reason I wouldn't think. But he what? But but was he? Because when he when he crawled, and again, this is something I bring up in episode about episode six as well. But when he's crawling through, and his metal cable yeah. turns into a skipping rope, I think it is maybe like the 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 red and blue and white. That's definitely yeah. when he's crawling through the hole anyway, or the tunnel. Is, yeah. That is a hundred percent in color at that stage. Um, I don't think no, it's. Not. I don't think he's in color when he comes out. He, he isn't, but I don't know whether that. that I think he's black. I think he's black and white when he comes but out. Was was it was it still in color on his side? Because I know they pulled it back and they found it like framed in color. But was it was it in yeah, color on his came side? Out color. Yeah, yeah, it came out color. Yeah, but was I think it? when yeah, it was in color when he went through. Yeah, when it broke and he started dragging it along. It was in color. I would imagine that it's probably just uh, it's to get you talking. It's to get it's to get you thinking. It's to, it's to it's to show. If it was just a if it was just yeah. a helicopter in black and white, yeah, you wouldn't really. What? Why would you question it? She's just found a toy. Hel- could have been could have been a toy helicopter. I think it's the fact that it was in red. And again, I think the fact that the yeah. the blinking light on the toaster in episode one was in red. And I think I think when you've got something that's in black and white, that's not supposed to be black and white i want the vision episode one and two it's a really really yeah. easy well, it, way it's to show the color of danger as well right, isn't it and if you think about it something in there so you had the helicopter and it had come in from outside yeah. so danger because whatever her bubble is protecting her from that's um you know it, it's it's a thing but then also yeah. the blood happened Eventually. as the radio thing came through didn't it 
So again, is hair bleeding? Kind of the red danger to yeah. warn you because something is from that outside is trying to get in, from the outside. whether it's a voice or what. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, potentially. Yeah, it was weird. There's, yeah. there's loads going on, and we still we we still don't know. Um, okay, right. Let's get on to episode six. Uh, again, it's only been out for a few days. I've already said this, and I shouldn't have to, but it's only been out for a few days. If if somebody is listening to this and they haven't seen it, stop. <laughs> stop listening. <laughs> come back, come back, but stop. Stop listening to now because it's clearly spoilers. So um, we'll go into this. I you know I've because it's this is the latest episode, and this is technically what we're reviewing, even though we're an almost an hour into the podcast. We'll go through this in a in a in more detail. Uh, I think we should anyway because it's there's there's quite a lot to to discuss. I think it, yeah. I don't know whether it was a good episode. It was a really good episode. There was a lot in there, but I do feel it was a bit fillery. The the episode it was sort of trying to get us from which I know every episode is, but I felt like it was a very it was very like it's a bridge episode. Not really much. I know some things happened, but I don't think there were any major reveals or nothing huge seemed to happen that wasn't just sort of trying to get us to the next element of the story which i think is obviously what what happens at the end which we'll get to in a second uh, but again it, it was a really good episode so it's called all new halloween spooktacular we went straight into the intro yeah. which was which was really good i've watched it a couple of times i think the, the, the song was brilliant um 100 had to yeah. be i think it yeah, was yeah. a it was a nod to malcolm in the middle wasn't it and i think even the fact that we we opened with yeah with Billy, which one's it's Billy, isn't it? Yeah. Billy breaking the fourth wall like Malcolm used to, hundred um, percent. Yeah, that it was it was good. Um, the the lyrics, uh, I did not got all the lyrics. I think I have somewhere, but the the main ones, it was like telling them to saying enjoy the chaos, um, don't fight it. What if it is an illusion? Enjoy the show. Um, again, I think it is. I don't think that's what that's supposed to be. Wonder putting that across. I think it's whoever's doing this, saying to wonder. Don't worry about it. You're in, you're loving it. You're enjoying yeah. it. And there's a few more hints to that in the episode. But it's I think it again to me cements the fact that it's not Wanda. It's not Wanda doing this. Um, we uh, something else in there as well, which again I've seen on Twitter. I can't remember who pointed this out on on Twitter. So I, I apologize. <laughs> not not that they'll be listening. But um, somebody pointed it out when you get the bit with. Um, Someone said that on the fridge when Agnes, when it gets like the the zoom in shot of Agnes's um, bum backside with naughty written on it, and then Tommy runs around the the kitchen table. Um, on the fridge, there's a picture, and it's really hard to sort of get, but it basically shows Vision Wonder, the two kids, and the dog. And then I, I'll be honest, I think it's a tree. But a lot, but it's very, very sort of blurry, and it's it is very red. And there's a few people who said that maybe it is a big red figure, rather than a rather than a tree. Maybe it's a figure in the back in the back that's oh. sort of sat there alongside the family. I.e., could be could be Mephisto, who's obviously the the devil. That's yeah. something else, obviously, that we've had hints to all the way through the series. Um, that it could be Mephisto, like Agnes saying the devils in the details and all that sort of stuff. And it's it's not the only place he is and things like that. I think there's been a few hints to that. Um, but yeah, that's that's one thing that's potentially <laughs> again. I think it's a tree. We're <laughs> talking about it far too much, but I think it's a tree. Um, so we open the they open the episode with the fourth wall break, which again, very, very Malcolm in the middle, nineteen nineties, and probably even, you know, further into like today's sitcoms like Modern Family. If they do like Modern that, Family, like I will be, be so happy. Family style episode. Yeah. They're gonna do it. 
There's a trailer. There's a trailer. One of the trailers. It's got Wanda, isn't it? Wanda, and it looks like she's being interviewed. And it's got to be. It's got to be yeah. a take on Modern Family, which will be, which will be absolutely brilliant. Um, we get um, one again, tiny little thing. I think we start with there's a there's a very there's a very quick shot at the very start of Tommy and yeah. Billy on a dance mat, which is obviously like classic nineties. Um, but Tommy's got a Minecraft hat on. And obviously, Minecraft wasn't available in the 90s, but at least it shows that <laughs> Minecraft is now MCU canon, I suppose. Um, but it's got that. We see the costumes. So we get yeah. Wanda's classic costume, which looks fantastic. We get um, we get Billy's costume. So Billy is Wiccan in the comics. Um, and again, the costume he's wearing is pretty much spot on what he wears in the comics. We get Vision's costume, which looks <laughs> brilliant as well, even though it looks absolutely It is like rubbish. the ones that your mum um, put together in the 90s says, for you when you did Halloween. <laughs> it is. It is, isn't it? Yeah. Exactly. So is I, I, I found a picture of it. <laughs> <laughs> That's it, isn't it? That's it. Um, we get he says to she says thanks for dressing up like that. Um, and he base and he again it goes a bit dark very quickly. He says there were no other clothes in my closet, and then he sort of laughs it off. But again, yeah. it's like, did she do that? Did she not put any clothes in the closet, or is yeah. it is it somebody else who's controlling it? Um, Billy starts talking to the camera again, um, and I think it's the only time that anybody seems yeah. to acknowledge it. But Pietro starts like staring at him when he sat on the sofa with him um, and he's very aware that he's breaking the fourth wall. Um, but nobody else through the entire episode does it apart from Billy and Tommy. Um, and nobody else seems to be aware of the fact that they're breaking the fourth wall. So again, is that is that a bit of a, a sort of shout that, again, Pietro has got a bit of an awareness of, of what's going on rather than him yeah. just being, being dragged into it, really. Um we then obviously get Quicksilver and Tommy get their yeah. Quicksilver costumes. Again, classic costumes from the comic, uh, which look brilliant as well. Really, <laughs> uh, really good. Um, and then one other, one other thing that he said, that Wanda says, and I think Pietro sort of like looks a bit puzzled when she says it, is that um, I think where, I can't remember the conversation they're having, but um Tom, I think he's he's saying that he's going to take Tommy and Billy out trick or treating and be good and all that sort of stuff. And Wanda says, um, if you, she threatens him in a way jokingly, but do it or do or be good or something like that, or I'll turn you into into a pickled herring. And then he sort of like has a bit of a look of it as in like, why would you say that? And I'm wondering whether is that sort of is that the show or Wanda implying that Pietro is a bit of a red herring? Oh, maybe, and he's not. He's 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 not he's not the big he's not the big yeah. bad or he's not what you think he is or something like that. Is it are we going down a hole by questioning what what Pietro is and all that sort of stuff and how he's got there? Is that hair implying that he yeah. is a bit of a red herring? See, I don't I don't know whether it, whether it's that he is a red herring he's, he's not or control. that um the obvious answer is a red herring because obviously because. He, that he is what, Pietro he, from another, an alternate Pietro universe. There's a, there's a chance that it might, the reason that he's different and he doesn't look like him, the the him that she knows, is is because of something else. Um, yeah. But I'll kind of I'll, I'll dip into that a little bit later on when yeah. when we've kind of covered the whole story. Well, he doesn't yeah, know he stuff. Kind, does he? he kind of explains. He, do, it to he doesn't seem to know stuff from the childhood, uh, the same stuff and things on. like that. So, but yeah, I'll no. um, once we've finished kind of going through the episode, I'll I'll then give you what my opinion is. Okay. 
Okay, sound. So we then get, after we've had that little conversation and set up, we, we come out of Westview for the first time. We go back to the uh, the sword base. Uh, it's clearly just after Wanda has had all the guns trained on trained on Haywood by the by the sword soldiers. And Haywood and Monica are having a bit of a to do, <laughs> shall we say. Very British way of saying no. things, but they're not having a they're not having a lovely conversation, are they? Um and he has a bit of a dig at her, saying you don't know what it's been like trying to manage this for the last five years. It's good that your mum died, but before or your mum didn't. See, oh no, I think he says it's good that good that you weren't here for the last five years when your mum died because you couldn't cope with this job and being director of sword and all that sort of stuff, which was obviously yeah. a uh, a bit of a a bit of a dig. Um, they get thrown out, and then we get we get Monica and Jimmy Wu. Uh, Kicking ass, basically, with a load of sword soldiers, which is absolutely brilliant. Seeing Jimmy Wu, um, you know, hold hold his a hold his own. He was amazing. I was because I don't know. He, he just he follows the rules. He's never he? come across as that yeah. sort of character. As he he's always it's like in Ant Man. He does, yeah, and he was very in Ant Man. He was very bumbling. He was like the comedy. He was one. I know. I know it's a comedy film, but he was like one of the comic reliefs, and he came across as a bit inept. Um, which I believe is not what he's like in the comics. I believe he's very like capable and he's quite but then hard. Again, like that a bit could of have happened in the five years. Sort of character. Um, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he's obviously he's learned magic, hasn't he? He's learned uh, he's learned sleight of hand, so he's probably learned doing, doing some karate and all that sort of stuff as well. Um, so when that happens, I think that's the first time uh, we go back to sorry, we go back to Westview and they're out trick or treating. Um, and again, there's a few there's a few hints maybe, and uh, you know quite. A few things sort of happen here just in the sort of small conversations that I had between Wanda and Pietro. So um, Pietro tells the yeah. kids, um, unleash hell, devil spawn, um, which again could be a, could be a, or it's probably a hint at Mephisto because again, again, from the comics, I've not, I've not read House of M. So I don't know it in detail, but obviously I've been doing a bit of research into it for this and for, for WandaVision but I think in the comics again you know, I'm not throwing it, throw it in there again this could be spoilers or we could be completely wrong but the gist of what I get in the comics is that um, Mephisto are, basically the, the kids Billy and, Billy and Tommy are fragments of Mephisto's soul um, and he's basically got or getting or, uh, or sort of manipulating wandering to create in these sort of uh, expanding them so that he can sort of he can live really a bit like Horcruxes maybe, um, and that, that's the gist I get. So if if they are if that is the case, then they kind of are that that they're not really Wonders and Visions kids, are they? The the Mephisto's, so they would be, you know, they, they would be Devil Spawn. Um, then what what happens? Oh, she she starts testing Pietro and asking about the childhood and stuff like that. And he knows he knows what she's doing. He knows what Wanda's doing. Wanda's Wanda's testing him to see is is he really is he really her brother? Um, and he gets onto it. He says, you know, he, he says, why are you testing me? Um, and then he says, if and again, which is sort of cements maybe the idea of what's going on. He says, if you've if you'd found Shangri La or if someone's found Shangri La, which is obviously you know like you know, heaven basically, would you would you want to be reminded of something that's bad that's been going on? So he's sort of trying to explain that My you're in question. a perfect place. You've got me here as your brother. Do you really want me to look exactly yeah, well yeah, but also I don't look the same exactly because yeah. if I looked the same you'd be reminded of seeing me dead sort of thing. And then so that's why I flash. might look a little bit different. She um, has the flash of him dead and then she? we get I Oh is that yes yeah. No that's later on. 
Yeah, that's later, that's later on. Yeah, so at that point, that's when he's talking. To, he starts talking to Tommy again, and he says, um, "Yeah." Tommy says, "Oh, kick ass," and then he run away. And then Wanda says, "Kick ass, kick ass," and she's like questioning it because it's like that sounds weird. Why do I, why why is that triggered something? And again, that's clearly a reference to the fact that they were both in um, Evan Peters, who plays this Pietro, was in Kick Ass along with Aaron Taylor Johnson, who played the other Quicksilver or the other Pietro, and he was Kick Ass. So they were both in Kick Ass together. And again, that's another thing that sort of uh, sort yeah. of brings into the fact that what reality are we in here? Why are they? That's clearly saying or suggesting that she. That that's triggered yeah. something in her head. The fact that he said "kick ass," and it's like it's 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 what what is going on? What reality are we in here? Or is she just aware of these other realities? Is she opening the multiverse, and she's just aware of these other realities where it's "kick ass" is a is a movie, and the people who who were in that movie just happen to look like both Pietros that she now knows. So so it could be that. Um, she goes on to have a bit of a conversation with um, Herb, who seems to be <laughs> predicting yeah. the future in his little walkie-talkie because he seems to be saying two seconds ahead everything they're going to do. Again, I think that's just I think yeah. that's just you know nineties nineties sitcom type of stuff because it's the sort of thing that had happened in a nineties sitcom. But then he does say to her, he says, "Is everything all okay? Would you like something to change?" Which again, yeah, it was, well, that, to me that was that was similar to Agnes saying, "Should we retake?" He, he, you know, it was that kind on. of idea. It was like, "Is something not right about the scene? Do you need us to redo yeah. it?" Um, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Well, and yeah. is he reading what's going to happen in the scene because he knows what's going to happen in the scene? Is that why he's? Is that is that why he's sort of? Is that why he's talking a, talking ahead? Um, we then go to Vision, going for his little walk around. Um, Westview, which is where we start seeing yeah. the, should we call them the extra cast members, who just seem to be people dark, that one, And I felt really hot. I felt, yeah. I, it, not like upset, but it was dark when that woman, when the woman was, she, she's, she's caught in a time loop, or, you know, it's not a time loop, but she's basically been set up as a background character. They're using her like a cardboard cutout. And, and there's I the mean, to be fair, she was hanging thing. up the same thing 27 from, times. If you tried to hold your arm up for that long, I'd be crying as well. <laughs> Yeah, yeah which, which for me just means that obviously Wanda's, Wanda's power it, it is focused is. on everybody that's in the immediate vicinity. And as you explore further and further out, the, the it's not that her power's yeah. fading, but there's there's not as much focus on, on those ones. So that's why it, can, it was going from them just doing the one same action repeated to them then as you go further out, them actually not doing anything at all. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's it, isn't it? No, is it? Yeah. So it's it's again. It's 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 just question after question. Um, then vision. So vision. Then he drop. He he changes into proper vision. Uh, flies up and starts having a having a a, a mooch around around Westview. And again, loads of kids' voices. So it's weird. And again, it gets brought up by Pietro later. But there's now kids everywhere. We've not seen a kid yeah. other than Billy and Tommy for for five and a half episodes. Oh yeah, five hundred episodes. Holiday, all of a sudden, there's it? kids. There's, there's so kids everywhere. Um, it's the holiday. It's Halloween. So it, it's what? It, oh, yeah, it looks like holiday, that they've yeah. specifically been brought in for this episode based on the fact that yeah. it's Halloween and it's a kids. But then again, when you look at it again, until you start going outwards, even when you're sat in that yeah. square where all the kids are, where are the adults? I can't say I particularly noticed any adults in the square. Yeah. Yeah. Apart yeah. from apart from the ex, apart from the extras in the background, 
So have they turned? So, so have they turned? Have they turned some of the kids, some of the adults into kids for the purposes of the? Yeah, good shout. Good shout. Maybe. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Like again. Yeah. And I think that's potentially gets sort of. Yeah. Maybe yeah. sort of get sort of touched on again when Pietro is talking about them later. But we'll, we'll again we'll come to that. We then get the advert, which yeah. is it's the first time it's not been a live action advert, but obviously you know it, it did it had sort of it was like a nineties yeah. kids advert yeah, yeah. during a nineties kids show, wasn't it? At the end of the day, it's the first time we didn't get the same man and woman or the same two actors yeah. um, doing the advert. It was weird. It was dark. I don't really get what was going on. Yeah. <laughs> and it was it was dark. It was really, really dark. Um, again, um, the, the, the person I was speak, speaking to on Twitter, Corellia, um, they seem to think that this is the soul stone. This is, this is sort of showing the soul stone. Um, yeah. And it's the fact that it's the survivor who gets it. So, because in, in every, because in, in obviously the, the two times we've, we've seen the, um, the soul stone on, on Vormir, uh, there's basically been two people there. One of them has died, and the survivors, the, the survivors, the person who's walked away with the soul stone. So yeah. it's probably it, it's probably in, implying that. Um, but then I think it could also be it could also be uh, be the be Wanda's uh, reflect back on Wanda because in when she's getting tested on by Strucker and stuff like that, yeah. her and Pietro are the only two survivors, and she's she is a survivor by embracing by embracing the magic. And that's why the shark says you need to, you need to, you know, eat your, eat your magic as in your magic. So, you know, you know, keep taking your magic and and you'll be a survivor and only the ones who, who take it are going to survive. So by embracing it. So again, it's where uh, it's, it's where maybe, maybe it is supposed to be implying both. Maybe we'll never find out. And it's just like a little nice Easter egg that's being put in every episode. Um, But yeah. It, it could be it could be construed in in either way really um so so after the advert we go back to Wanda and pietro in in westview um they walk past mm-hmm. the the cinema um which has got two films showing so it's got the incredibles and the parent trap um don't know when the parent trap came out but it's certainly no. um but Incredibles certainly didn't come out in the 90s which is was and this is obviously like a very 90s heavy episode um the incredibles again it's a superhero family so i assume it's been referencing that um the parent trap surely everybody who's listening knows what the parent trap is it's about <laughs> two twins or two twins because obviously there's two it's about twins who who swap places so one twin is pretending to be another one so probably in my opinion a reference to pietro so the fact that it's there's there's two there are two pietros there's the aaron taylor johnson but there's and the also the, the, the and it's one of them the more blatant one, one of the fact that the, the parents are essentially in a trap vision doesn't know what he's doing he doesn't doesn't understand the past or that kind of stuff like it, it's all yeah it's all very yeah yeah maybe i'm reading it yeah reading into it too much yeah but yeah again yeah. it's it could be it could be as it could be as obvious as that, couldn't it? Yeah, okay. Um, we then get a bit of an argument between Pietro and Wanda. He brings up, she brings up the accent. <laughs> what happens to your accent? Um, she's like, he's obviously been texted by you. Um, asking him, where's the accent gone? Uh, and she, again, um, he says, well, you know, what, what happened to, what happened to yours? And he explains, he says, you know, I, I got, last thing I remember, got shot in the street, which is obviously Age of Ultron, which would sort of tie in with that. And then I heard you calling me. So I, so I came. Um, again, is it, is it real? Is, is, he, is he just that? And he is being changed 
And she's, yeah. I, I think it's too obvious that she's just doing this and she's brought in. Well, I mean, she seemed and, just as shocked know, when he was at the door. Um, this is the thing. She was then, just a uh, surprise. I know, I don't think, but could she could have done level subconsciously? Of she could yeah. be, I suppose she, we could get to the end and it's all subconscious. I yeah. don't think it is. Well, she's, but she is that, she is that powerful. I think in the, again, in the comics, she's like, she's the most powerful Avenger by a, by a mile. You know, she, she probably could have took out yeah. Thanos in a heartbeat if she wanted to. She just didn't know she could. So I think this is a lot, a lot of it. This could be, this whole thing could be the realization that through, she is through that her powerful. Story, she just didn't know, you know it. I don't think it will. Obviously, from the from when we met them, her powers were, you know, she she didn't understand. She didn't understand how how strong she was. And then the second hair, she, she's become kind of more powerful and, and started to explore it more is obviously when um the whole thing happened in Civil War and she, you know, she threw the bomb towards the the building and all that kind of stuff. And then there was kind of this fear about her power. So she's kind of in a way suppressed it quite a lot. So this now yeah. could be the point where it's it's she's starting to really find out just how how powerful she is so yeah yeah I, yeah i maybe i i would hope that that's like a subplot to it though because i think if, if that, yeah, if that is the whole story and it's just there it'll just be a bit i don't know be a bit disappointing but i, I think it, i think that's where it needs to go though i think it needs to go that it's all sort of that she's been sort of she's she's in there she's found herself in there yeah. because somebody's working you know somebody's playing them all in the background and that's what but it's going to result in her sort of realizing realizing their powers um okay cool um we then get um we then find out that tommy's got powers so tommy's got is is uh his uncle pietro's powers he's got speed which he is in the in the comics he becomes a character or a superhero should we say called speed um she tells them and she obviously they're talking about the full size candy bars. So they're going to basically, he's going to, he's going to drag Billy around um, and, and do all the trick or treating very fast. And we get told don't, and she basically says, don't go past Ellis Avenue. So you're not allowed to go past Ellis Avenue, um, which again comes into play uh, a little bit later on. Um, we get, uh, we go back to sword then. So um, they're basically, uh, basically Monica, <laughs> Uh, Jimmy, I was going to say Wimmy then. Monica, Jimmy, and uh, Darcy, um, basically breaking into into like one one of the bunkers um, to start hacking Hayward's data. Um, and again, it's pointed out then that you know Pietro has got the wrong face, which yeah. we obviously know already. But it's the fact that they all know that that it's it's not right as well. Um, Darcy, Darcy works a magic and starts hacking into Hayward's files. Um, and at that point, that's when we find out that. Um, He's uh, Haywood is tracking vision, so he's he's tracking the sign the the decay signature of vibranium, which is obviously what what vision's made of. So he's tracking vision, but it sort of poses the question: well, firstly, why why is he tracking vision? Is it just because he can? Is it because it, it's because is it because he can? He's able to track vision, so track somebody and sort of figure it out from there. Um, but also, how how's how's he track how's he tracking it? Now that again, that could just be you know it, you know movie magic he's doing it um and that's it science science bitches and stuff like that do you know what i mean um but um but yeah it could, could be that um uh we then i think it's quite quite a brief scene um we we jump back to we jump back to vision quite quickly to be fair um and again it's him uh he, he lands in that in the cul-de-sac which we see on the map and again there's more extras 
um, who are still, he starts questioning that lady and he's like, are these your children? I'm going to help you and all that sort of stuff. So again, more kids, but there's a, there's a parent there this time as well. Um, then um, I would think yeah. that's when he flies up in the air. That, that's when he flies up in the air and he hears all the kids. And then he obviously sees, sees Agnes in the car. Um, and she is at the crossing of Ellis Avenue and Rolling Hill. Um, so that's obviously we now know is is the sort of the edge of the anomaly <clears throat> so that's why she's told the kids not to go yeah. not to go past Ellis Avenue because she doesn't want them like accidentally coming out uh, accidentally coming out of the anomaly um the whole Agnes situation I don't I, I don't know why is she, why is she there is she trying to was she trying to escape was she, was she trying to get out is it is it a case of I think I think the conversation that he has with her when he sort of wakes her up is that she doesn't she doesn't know what's going on but could it just be the fact that she is in control? We haven't touched on it yet. I don't know how we've not touched on it yet, but Ralph, Ralph, her husband, gets mentioned all the way through it, apart from this episode, but he gets mentioned multiple times. Um, I think there's a sort of an idea that he might be Mephisto or there's something going on with him. Does he exist, I suppose? Is he Sparky? Could be Sparky. You don't know, do you? But um, is is Ralph real? Is she trying to get out? or is it all to make, is it all the play to, to, you know, to sort of, but again, you'd be, that if anything, that conversation that yeah. she has with Vision so, would be so that, convincing that there is This would fit wrong. in perfectly with, um, with this kind of idea than... that, that I've also had. So there's been talks, obviously, that Doctor Strange 2 is coming out after this, isn't there? Um, as well. Um, not straight after, but apparently yeah. there's going to be ties not to one division. It's out, it's out next year. Um, with that. Now, mm-hmm. There's another reference. There's yeah. been quite a few of them, and especially in this episode, uh, like I've noticed it more of Nightmare, who is a villain in Doctor Strange too. Um, so you know, like yeah. Pietro turns around and says it's a big leap from giving people nightmares and shooting red wiggly woos out of your hands. Um, you know, when he was having that conversation with her, um, and um, what's his name yeah. Haywood um, talks about the fact that. Um, when we take, it was something like we yeah. take her out as in wonder. He said the nightmare ends, the whole nightmare ends. So there's been those mentions, but it's also the idea yeah. of, of yeah, vision waking these people up. So it's like, it's, it's their nightmare. And that, that also then makes me think about what you've yeah. been saying about, um, you know, are we in a different reality? What if this is kind of part of, of nightmare as well? So you, you there's, there's so many there's so many kind of links to different villains and stuff like that that it's everything's still up in the air but i do i do think yeah, that there's a, a strong possibility that nightmare may genuinely have something to do with this as well it could be nightmare yeah yeah i agree i agree but and again it could be it could all be a red herring could be all like it could be something completely different i think paul bettany has been quoted saying like like when you fit when you get to the end of this it's going to completely know. make you rethink the setup of the mcu and how it works so yeah it could be could be something com- completely different um but 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 yeah um we then so after the after that whole i mean it clearly obviously that conversation as well before we sort of move on from there it's it sort of confirms that vision's got no idea what's going on he doesn't know what an avenger is um she obviously points out that he's dead he didn't obviously know that but again i think i think we know that that anyway um and then we jump we jump back to sword again so um at this stage obviously darcy's still trying to i think hack the final firewall of haywards um and monica basically says my guy's here 
So we're gonna go in. We're gonna go in. We're gonna go meet him. Um, I, I assume it's a him. She says guy. So uh, I think that's where it, that's sort of what it's implying. And then that's where Darcy brings up the fact that something's happened to Monica. So the going in and out of the anomaly, or go basically moving through the side of the anomaly twice, has um, has altered her cellular structure and she's changing now obviously in the comics she does or she is she's a superhero in that she's got superpowers she's actually the first um she's actually the first captain marvel um after after marvel so she and then i think carol carol danvers takes over from there but she's got that sort of that sort of powers like light and energy powers so whether they're going to go down that route or or not I don't know, um, and then again, it's a quite, it's quite a quick. We, there's quite a lot of jumping around in this episode because it, it, the previous episodes have either been all in Westview, or all there, or all at Sword Base, or yeah. sort of like very, very definitively split between the two. But this is, it's like jumping back and forth. Um, they obviously Monica and Jimmy go off to meet um, to meet her guy, yeah, okay, uh, the but... aerospace engineer. Um, so should we talk about that now? Should we talk about who 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 is the aerospace engineer? Um, there's a vet, there's a, I think there's a, a lot of hope out there, and again on like Twitter and stuff like that that it might be Reed yeah. Richards, because um, obviously we know we're getting a Fantastic Four, um, and I think I think there's a lot of hope there that we're just going to see John Krasinski, and they wouldn't have to yeah. they wouldn't have to give any explanation. It'd be like when Evan Peters popped up at the end of episode five, you just know who he is, and you instantly know who's going what's going on. If you literally ended episode seven, eight, or nine with John Krasinski rolling up. I think the vast majority yeah. of people, particularly who are really into the MCU, would just instantly know who he is, and you wouldn't really have to explain anything else, and, and that would be it. Yeah. Um, I I think there's wishful thinking. I'd love it to be. I really would love it to be John Krasinski, um, or even or even Reed Richards, but I just I, I just I can't I can't see it. Um, I think it's I think it's going to be something or somebody linked to um, one of the new one of the new films. So it could be the it could right. be that uh, I think her name's Riri. She's going to be she's Ironheart, and that's another Disney Plus series. So she obviously takes over from Tony as as like the, the female Iron Man. So it, it am, could be her. I, I really have um, no idea. Is <laughs> my honest opinion? Yeah, it's 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 got to be it's, it's yeah. got to be somebody yeah. big. I mean, it's be somebody I'd big, love the idea it's of too, it's two teasing because again, fantastic actor. Um, he's, he's, anything that he's thrown into is is amazing, and so, um, yeah. and I do think obviously, we're you know we're getting to a point where there is so much going on in general that the subtle introduction I say subtle because it's going to be a big introduction no matter what, but the fact that it's just so blasé and it's just we need this person and here he is, so you know it's not just a we introduce them as we do the new film, it's going to be a yeah. they exist, we're aware they exist. Here comes the film further down the line. It's that kind of thing with um, with Captain Marvel as well. Yeah. The way they introduced her, yeah, um, because it wasn't it wasn't a um, bang. This is the Captain yeah. Marvel movie, and now she's introduced. They introduced her, and then they brought out her film. Um, and so I, I think it'd be it'd be a good way, and it'd be kind of canon with how they've done it before. So if they did bring. John Krasinski and I think that'd be it'd be a really cool way to do it yeah um, and I think it'd obviously make a lot of people pretty happy as well yeah yeah it's got to be something it's got to be something somebody big 
it's too teasing for it to be someone little. Um, okay, and then so they so they go off to meet to meet hopefully John Krasinski, um, and then obviously they leave Darcy behind because she wants to she needs to break this last firewall because apparently there's something there's something big. Um, we go back to Westview again. Um, and again, a bit of a, a bit of a nod. I sent you a video of it uh, yesterday. Yeah. Uh, so when we go back to Westview here, yeah, literally the opening shot is a giant spider, and then we pan to like a, de- a Halloween decoration, yeah. and it's 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 just Spider Man's eyes. It's 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 his it's his goggles or whatever you want to call them. It is a, it's got to be, it's got to be um, now. And again, like very very start of the, of the podcast, you obviously mentioned that we could be going through down the route of. Or we we hope we're going down the route of like a, a Marvel version of the Spider Verse. Um, is it just a is it just a nod? Is it just a very very well, clever way of getting people talking? I, I don't know. I think yeah. there's really much more to to sort of. So you can read into it loads, but I think until we get something more solid. But I think that's what a lot of people are hoping. But again, it's just, it could just be Marvel. Could just be you know on the ball getting people getting people talking about it. Um, we get we get another deep conversation, shall we say, with um, with Pietro and Wanda again. Um, basically, he says, "Mum and Dad would have loved it." Uh, yeah, um, he said, "Where he asks, where have you been hiding all the kids?" We don't get an answer, but we, he says, "Like, you know, it, it's you, you know, you're very, it's very nice of you, sort of thing, to to not have to get them to put up with all this and you've locked them away in the beds. I'm sure you have all that sort of stuff. So again, we're, we're, we're becoming even more aware that something's happened with the kids. Um, and he asks her, he asks her how he's, how she's done it. And she says, yeah. she says he doesn't know, but he's, he's basically saying that she's, he's impressed with the, with the whole situation, with the whole thing. Yeah. And that's when we get our dead, dead Pietro or zombie Pietro, um, which is again, a bit of a, yeah, I don't know if I saw it coming, but I wasn't massively surprised when I when I saw it. But again, it's clearly it's clear, he's clearly died in the same yeah. way that uh, Aaron Taylor Johnson's version did because he got the bullet holes in him. Um, so so we get we get that as well. Um, back to sword again. We get Darcy, um, and she's basically found this file. She's hacked this file of Haywards, um, and she seems to it says eyes only, and she seems to send it over to Jimmy. So she emails it over to Jimmy, which is good because obviously it means he's going to get it, even though what happens to Darcy later happens. Um, I did I did pause it. It's called. It says it's classified weapons intel, and it's called Project Cataract. Now. Obviously, I mean, I don't think there's anything in the MCU or Marvel Comics or anything like that that sort of refers back to that. But it yeah. could, lit- I mean, a cataract is obviously causes you to have blurred vision. Um, so it could literally be as obvious as that. But then a few people have pointed out that when you see Pietro and the dead vision and dead vision, their eyes do look like people's eyes with cataracts look. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's I think that's just thing, the zombie a way of look, showing a zombie. To be fair, but I suppose you you could it could be. <laughs> you know what? Yeah, but it could it could also. It's, it's be only you saying this there. now. <laughs> this you know, is where it I was it. So when I what? watched it, and I kind of did a similar thing, and I paused it to see if I could read what it said, and I saw that it said cataract, and I was like, it could be something to do with Quicksilver, speed things up, and now yeah. I've just realised that that's a catalyst, not a cataract. What the man? <laughs> That's um, a catalyst. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I'm not putting that out. I'm not putting that out either. Um, <laughs> no. So I think I think it could literally yeah. just be a case of 
it's 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 a way of blurring people's perceptions. This whole thing could be a test by sword to see if it, it could it could literally just be a test. And they've put Wanda in there to see if it's possible to get somebody as powerful as Wanda in this sort of situation. Um, and you know, like can, you know, change her view and vision and all that sort of stuff. And she's she's taken over. Could, could be as simple as that. Um, she then gets interrupted because she sees on the corner of the screen that Vision's on his way out um, of Westview. And this is where I reckon there's potential. Again, this is probably bordering my, on my uh, Catherine Hanna's Jean Grey um, theory, as, as bad as that. But, and I've pointed <laughs> this out on Twitter as well, and I, but I didn't want to say anything because I wanted people to listen to the podcast. Um, so when he's, come, right, when he's coming out, he's, he start, obviously everyone's there. So Darcy's there and Hayward's there as well. And he starts pulling, he's basically, he's, he's pulling himself out and he's clearly in like loads of pain. It's obviously hurting him to get out and he's pushing and he's pushing and he's pushing to get himself out. And Hayward makes a comment and he's sort of laughing and he says, he really doesn't want to leave, does he? Or he really doesn't want to get out of there, does he? And it, why would you, why would, how could anybody look at him, at Vision, in that much pain trying to push him out? And I'm not just saying, although he's a, you know, he's an idiot or he's evil or anything like that. Cause I, I mean, I think he probably is, but why would you say, what would make you think that somebody who's pushing out and trying to get out of that, trying to get past that anomaly and in that much pain really doesn't want to leave? Um, and also it comes back to the fact that he's tracking Vision. Um, why would he be tracking Vision? <laughs> and then the other thing, is and I'll get to I've got a point here. I promise I've got a point. And then the other thing is when he's coming out, all the bits of him are flying off. So there's bits of him flying back into the yeah. back back into the anomaly and stuff like that. And he's obviously suffering. He's getting it's tearing him apart. Um, and my first thought was because even my, my wife Jill, obviously you know her, um, was asking what's happening to him. And I was saying it's it, it's it's the bits that aren't real yeah. of him going back in. And he's basically just going to be left as the as the corpse, as as the body, and obviously which was in pieces and stuff like that. And that that's what he's going to be left as. But everything else that's left that anomaly, not that there's many things, but everything else like like Monica's Monica Monica's clothes, everything like that, no. anything that's been altered when it's come out hasn't gone back to its original form. Nothing's gone back to its original right. form. Nothing's disappeared or anything like that. So why would Vision be doing it? And this is yeah. so. Here's the so the theory is, I reckon it's sword doing it all, and I reckon it's got something to do with Mephisto. And I think Mephisto is in Vision, but he doesn't know it. I think I think this whole thing is Taylor ha- Taylor, Tyler Haywood or and or sword trying to trying to bring back or give Mephisto a body. And what's happening is he's in vision as sort of like some sort of host. And the kids are the way to actually give him a full body or give him a full existence. Um, and it's when he's laughing and saying he really doesn't want to get out of there, does he? It's Mephisto trying to pull himself back in. And the bit flying off of Mephisto. And that's what I reckon. Yeah. That's what I reckon that was all about. I could be completely wrong in a stretch, but I, I, it just seemed really why, why a bit's falling off him. Nothing else does when it leaves the, when it leaves the anomaly, and why would they? Why would he comment that? Yeah, he doesn't look like he really doesn't want to get out of there, does he? Because he clearly did want to get out of there because he was pushing and in pain. 
So okay. that's I think there's something more going on. I think that's what what it is. I think it's Mephisto's envisions body and he doesn't know. And he's like he's a host. He's a host for him for now. And the true and the and the real but or maybe he is Ralph. Maybe maybe he is Ralph, and, that, and that's why we've never seen him because he's inside Vision, and the kids are some way of bringing of of creating a permanent host for him. Either merging them together, one of them, I don't know. He's gonna he's gonna jump into one of them or something like that once once they're ready. Which is also why. Um, but I think, sorry, which, I think which is also why he doesn't remember things like and the Avengers and all that true. kind of stuff. Why doesn't what? Yeah, because he's just because he's just a shell. He is just a shell. And it would also make sense of what... He's just a shell and certain memories Sorry. have been put in there to I, keep it was happy. A, I was just going to say, it also makes She's sense of what you went person. back to in the fact that it was Paul Bettany that no said about how shocked we'll be. Because even though everyone's had the idea of Mephisto, no one's no one's thought yeah. of yeah. of this. And I think, I you think... know, the, the vision is Mephisto. Yeah. And do you know what? Going back, right? Dottie in episode two yes. says the devil's in the details, and Agnes says that's not the oh, only okay. place. I'm he liking is. this because he's in vision. <laughs> we could have. This could be it. This could be it. This could be the thing that launches our podcast, yeah. don't we? <laughs> we've we've twigged we've twigged onto it. Um, but yeah, that's why I reckon that's that that's my running theory. <laughs> but I also thought Catherine Hahn was going to be Jean Grey. She might be, but I don't. I don't think we're going down that route. So I could I could be completely wrong. Um, anyway, so. Um, when that's happening and Vision's falling apart, um, we jump back into Westview again, and we're obviously nearly wrapping up the episode. So we get uh, we get Billy. Uh, we see him having his powers. So again, in the comics, he's Wiccan. Um, he's basically got his mum's powers, and he stops he stops Tommy in his tracks with his super speed. Um, he he obviously knows what's going on uh, with with Vision. He goes to goes to his tell tell Wanda tell his mom. Um, she gets really not happy with Pietro because he sort of laughs it off yeah. and says your husband can't, your dead husband can't die twice, which is a bit weird because he has died twice. He died twice in Infinity War. Um, she's not happy with that, and obviously she she blasts him, and sends him away, and then that's when again didn't see it coming at all. She she pauses everything that's going on in Westview, and she basically expands the anomaly, including Darcy. Starts getting bigger and it starts swallowing things up. So, first one is is Darcy. I was people again. I keep referring back to Twitter. People are going, "Oh, I need I'm to know dead I excited. Darcy. I hope Darcy's okay. Why would you do that to Darcy? Yeah, I think she'll I'm be so fun. excited to see Darcy in the sitcom. I think she's going to be brilliant. Yeah. I mean, she's been in one. She did Two Broke Girls, didn't she? She played Max Black in Two Broke Girls. So if they again that yeah. you know talk, you know, it's very sort of fourth wall breaking and self aware. They've got to go down the route. They've got to go down the route of making our waitress call Max. They've got to go down that. Route. I just want to know. Be, I want to know how she's so, going to so she gets be because obviously, brilliant. when you the when you travel through, base, you're in the on. same kind of position, same kind of um, thing as you wear on the outside. But she was handcuffed to a car. So what 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 is the setup going to be once she changes into to fit in with it all? I'm just no, quite, I'm just dead excited on on like how she's gonna. Yeah, how she's gonna do. Gonna be good, yeah. I, I, I'm really interested to see what they're gonna do with that. Um, and then obviously it swallows the rest, of the whole of sword and loads of the agents. <laughs> um, turns them all into a circus, which is obviously a bit of a dig. Um, <laughs> turns them into a circus full of clowns, which is great. Um, we don't yeah. know. Obviously, we see the anomaly. Keep calling it the anomaly. No, we I see don't. it chasing Jimmy and well, Monica. I... 
Um, I don't think it can. Sorry, I, I was just going to say, I think obviously I, I Jimmy's going to find gonna, that I, email I from the outside gonna... and find out that Darcy's That's in there and not and not have a way to, to connect for the minute and stuff like that. Yeah. So um, it, it, it's going to be quite interesting. Yeah. But the, but then Hayward's Hayward's out as well, isn't he? So it's not even like the whole sword's going to go on. Because I thought, yeah. well, no one's going to know about this, and we're going to sort of get stuck, and it's just going to be Mar- Monica and Jimmy. But obviously Hayward's still out there. And again, something that I was a bit weird about as well was it's yeah. obviously chasing Hayward's car, and it hits it hits Hayward's car, and then I was I had to go back and watch it. I was like, how soon after it hits Hayward's car? Does it stop? Because I thought, is it? Does it realize? Does it realize Hayward's? It's hitting Hayward, and then the anomaly yeah. stops because it doesn't want to suck him in because he's obviously doing work for for yeah. whoever it is outside. But it does seem to sort of keep keep going after that. So I'm not sure. But again, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be surprised. Um, I, don't I think we'll see them. I think it's going to leave us guessing with Jimmy and Monica. I think we're not going to see him for an episode. Yeah, I think we're not going to see him for an yeah. episode, and I think it could potentially be. I think we'll get hints that they might be in there, um, and I think it'll be yeah. eight, eight or nine or both before we find out that they're out, um, and we'll get we'll find out who this aerospace engineer is, um, and then um, we get the worst part of every episode: the 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 police standby, which again people on Twitter are saying is the true <laughs> villain of One Division because it's a pain in the arse when the police standby uh, image comes up. Um, on a serious note, but yeah, that, that's I just need to are. ask this question so, because so it's something we're, that's been bugging me as well. Up. So, What's with the six-minute credits? Yeah, go on. Do we know? I don't know. Well, there's only there's the well there's yeah. the credits. I have watched them because not yeah. sat there avidly watching. That's what I was like as well. But I have watched now. them because it's, it's like, is there going to be a, is there going to be a stinger in mid credits after credits? There there isn't. No, the, it's always like that yeah. on a lot of Disney Plus stuff. So you get you only get about a minute of actual one division credits, yeah. and then you get the credits repeated and over and over and over again, and, and just in right, black okay. and white credits of all the um, international audio recordings. So from all the dubbing, so that's kind of that. That's what it is. So it takes everything. Does it everything? Does it? My kids watch like. Yeah, I mean, my kids watch like um, obviously like the kids' cartoons and the Disney cartoons on there, and they'll get to the episode into the episode. And if you don't press like the skip the next episode or anything like that, or yeah. or you stop it before it says next episode playing in twenty seconds, it just runs for five minutes. Just keep, it just keeps going because they because obviously they're dubbing it for every market they're in. Um, but yeah, so that that catches us up. Um, I think if we're gonna, I suppose we're supposed to review it. If we're gonna review it, it's. Brilliant! It's it's great. It's currently the number one watched TV show in the world, apparently, um, which I'm not I'm not surprised by. Um, and I think the fact that I was I wasn't impressed that they were going to drop them weekly when it first came out, or when we first find out found out it was going to uh, be done that way. But um, I'm glad it I'm glad it is because it gets everybody talking um, each week, and I think that's what's building the hype. It's it's a we we get a thirty minute we get a thirty minute fix every week, and then we get. Seven days of people talking and theorizing and discussing. And don't forget, I know we said we wouldn't mention well. it, but with uh, everything so, that's going yeah, on with it's, COVID it's brilliant at, the at the moment, you know, a lot of the stuff that was supposed to have come out by now still hasn't at this point. Um, so I think the the decision to go down a weekly route was a much better one because it, as, yeah. as you say, you know, it, it's keeping everybody on tender hooks in it and it keeps everybody wanting more. And, um, you yeah. know, that as much as this is a separate story, yeah. It's still, it still follows on from the whole story arc. There's the there's the historical implements of it. There's you know potential future stuff as well. Like it, it all 
it all joins onto one another. So the fact that they are kind of spacing it out and, and doing it that way is just making it um, more yeah. enjoyable in a way. As much, I mean, as much as I love like sitting and just binging through a series and stuff like that. Yeah, the fact no, that you can go to something each week and catch up further, I think is it, it's it's quite refreshing, especially in the the age of like all these Netflix series that are coming out yeah. kind of all in one go and the stuff like that. You you've got this this one thing that you can go to that's weekly, and it was the same with Mandalorian as well. You know, you are waiting each week to find out what happens next, and I, I quite like that that we've gone back yeah. to that a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I think that that's where we're going to be now, isn't it? I don't think there's going to be anything on Disney Plus that's, or you know, not not yeah. nothing on Disney Plus, but anything certainly MCU related where we're not going to get it get it week by week and i mean I, I, you know we'll, we'll wrap up in a sec but probably the last couple of things to say again sort of going on from that are that obviously one division's not as, as i said it's the most like watched tv show in the world at the moment um falcon and winter soldier apparently viewer anticipation for that is 200 percent higher than the anticipation for se- season two of the mandalorian which has obviously been viewed millions of times as well so it's a good sign for the model and the way that they're doing it and the fact that we're going to get canon canon yeah. sort of stories for the MCU in it or on Disney+. Plus. Um, and I think that is probably yeah. a, a good test for if they do want to go down the route of bringing out Black Widow on Disney+. Plus. Because I think their concern is that it's not going to make enough money. But if there's that many people watching WandaVision and the excitement for Falcon and the Winter Soldier is that high, then... I think there's going to be a lot of people who would be willing to pay the, yeah. the twenty dollars or the twenty pounds to to watch to watch Black Widow, and I think I think I think the uh, how this yeah. how One Division goes and the anticipation for um, Falcon Winter Soldier, I think that'll be the big tell. And I think if if it, if it gets the if it gets enough business done, then I think that could that could be the way they they go. But again, Kevin uh, Kevin Feige <laughs> apparently is. Is, is dead against it, or or Kevin Feige rhymes with beige, as uh, as Anthony likes to call him. Um, so um, so so yeah, but um, so that that that's pretty much it. We we've done it. We've reviewed it, kind of. We've theorized it. We've discussed it. Um, so yeah, we'll 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 call it a day. We'll wrap up uh, episode <laughs> one of the of the that's podcast, and we'll we'll listen to it and see if we want to put it out and maybe do an episode two. <laughs> Um, if any if anybody has made it to the end of this podcast, well done. You deserve a medal medal because the audio quality is probably rubbish. And uh you've listened to, to me first, and just first thing for both of us. So dri- drivel you know, on for an hour, the, an hour and a, be a half. lot of tidying up that we do, uh, which will yeah. happen over time if it still continues. Um yeah. I'm... <laughs> um, well we've been recording for an hour and 40 minutes now and i'm going to edit this down to about 15 um, <laughs> um but no no seriously um so if if anybody is listening to it and you haven't found it on twitter then we do have a a, a twitter account it's at superhero thing uh on twitter um and yeah you know we might do we might do personal accounts and everything like that if you have listened to it um please do subscribe to it and if you could leave us a review on whatever platform you've listened to it on as well that would be <laughs> thank you very much as well um but thank, yeah, yeah, thanks yeah thanks guys really it's, uh, list, it's it? thanks for listening thanks for listening would you like to say thanks Anthony, as well thanks for listening Exactly, it has, yeah. So what I'm going to do now is I'm gonna wrap, we'll wrap up the podcast. Um, so bye, and then me and Annie are going to talk for two hours about how bad bye. it was and listen bye. to it. Bye, bye.